0: This is the FS Tech podcast. Hello, and welcome to this latest FS Tech podcast. I'm Jonathan Easton, editor of FS Tech, and joining me today to discuss the current state of commercial lending in the UK and what it means for small businesses is John Griffiths, Market Engagement Director, Credit and Risk Business Information at Experian. After a long period of low interest rates, we've recently seen unprecedented rises in the Bank of England's base rate to levels not seen in more than a decade. This is causing significant concern for consumers and is being compounded by the ongoing cost of living crisis. But while the implications of current economic uncertainties are grabbing headlines for how household finances are being affected, Underreported is the impact these uncertainties are having on businesses which might not be able to absorb these temporary operating cost increases. This topic is the subject of our podcast today and my guest John Griffiths has contributed to experience latest affordability report which outlines how rising costs have impacted small businesses in the UK. The report, at least initially, doesn't paint a very pretty picture. 51% of respondents believe they will be less profitable this year versus 2022, while 7% now expect to be unprofitable. Some 62% of respondents, meanwhile, also said they're experiencing more stress at work because of the high cost of doing business. Importantly, two thirds of small businesses say that the legacy of the cost of living crisis has impacted their business. However, it is not all doom and gloom in the small business world. The report highlights hints of optimism returning for small businesses, with most confidently able to manage with their existing credit agreements and, positively for the financial sector, a large majority of businesses are using credit to improve cash flow or as a financial safety net rather than to meet rising day-to-day expenses. So, while we may be seeing increasing interest rates, economic performance has been resilient, despite challenges in the latter half of 2022. And joining me now to discuss what this all means for lenders when assessing their risk to lend is John Griffiths, Market Engagement Director, Credit and Risk Business Information at Experian. Thank you so much for being here today, John. Pleasure to be here. So, uh, given a lot of uh, the negativity in the media, do you think it's, uh, it's a surprise that the majority of small businesses in the UK are as confident as they are in their ability to remain fin- financially stable in twenty twenty three?
1: Yeah, well, I think one of the interesting things we've seen from the surveys that we've we've undertaken is this almost mismatch between small business sentiment or optimism, even um, and the general economic situation in front of us. But then on the whole, businesses have been, I would say remarkably resilient over the last few years, perhaps surprisingly so, given the um, extraordinary challenges many of them have been facing and quite frankly continue to face. First we had COVID and its aftermath, then obviously overlaid with the cost of living crisis as you've described, disruption across supply chains, rising prices and, and other things of that nature. But we do, of course, need to be mindful of complacency. So by nature, small business owners, I think, tend to be optimistic. You have to have that mind start to start up a you know, successful business anyway. And for many of the smaller micro businesses, their business is their lifeblood. And therefore, there can be an emotional attachment to it, um, a kind of it'll turn out all right mindset among business owners in what might be a case of sort of heart over overhead. And and lenders need to be aware that despite the optimism, the economic situation is still a bit precarious. Um, Some businesses may be, you know, running out of options. Um, And this is born out of some of the credit performance trends we're seeing in terms of commercial bureau, where, you know, arrears and delinquency rates and default rates are all gradually rising. And of course, on top of that, the cost of borrowing is significantly higher than it was even um, even a year ago due to interest rate rises so you know businesses must factor that into their plans so there's one interesting
0: part of the uh the experian viewpoint section uh summary which says that Uh, there's a quote in there which says lenders need to understand how small businesses in different sectors and with different core activities are adapting to the changing economy uh you've touched a bit there in terms of 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 how rates are changing and, and the cost of borrowings going up but can you go into a little bit more detail on what some of these adaptations are
1: yeah sure um So for a long time, you know, our data has shown that the most successful businesses are generally the ones that are most flexible and adaptive. And and that's, you know, irrespective of the industry sector that they're in. So, you know, think about it just just as we do as consumers. When times are tight, we have to make decisions. We have to make choices about what we do and how we spend our money. For example, cancelling subscriptions, reducing luxuries, maybe even extending our mortgage terms. And businesses arguably have more options available to them. Um, top of which is, you know, passing on any price increases they've had to deal with, but also shopping around for lower cost suppliers, um, finding other ways to, to boost revenues. So, you know, for example, they could branch out into a new line of business, uh, whether this be you know, the pub in COVID lockdown, moving into brewing its own beer or operating the delivery service or physical store setting up um, an online channel. And in addition to that, you know, many businesses were actually quite savvy in their use of, you know, what I would say, the quite generous COVID lending schemes, such as the bounce back loans. The bounce back loan scheme was was used by about one in four UK businesses, which is quite unprecedented in terms of scale. And for some of these businesses, obviously, it was key and without which they would have undoubtedly failed. But for others, they were a cheap way to consolidate their existing debt or some cheap money to stash away for a rainy day. So I think in summary, the more successful resilient businesses have generally been passing on any cost rises. They've been restructuring their business operations to reduce costs. They've been adapting or expanding their offering in response to changing market needs. And they've been prudently using credit to improve their cash flow or, or as a safety net
0: i think that's the main thing and 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 the 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 part that stands out to me the most is the fact that as, as i mentioned in the introduction these businesses small businesses aren't using credit just to plug holes they're using it to actually expand their business and do what credit should be there for so with with all that in mind What would you say are some key takeaways for commercial lenders that you have identified in the report? And what does it tell us about the business level of trust in credit providers?
1: So I think that one of the most key takeaways is that, well, first of all, time marches on and there will always be a demand for credit and therefore lenders also need to be able to adapt to that. What we've actually seen is a bit of a gap between you know, the demand or, you know, interest for credit products, which again is born out of perhaps that optimism that, that many small businesses have, they've got ambitions for the future, for growth, you know, for for thriving or, or just to survive. And it, compared to, you know, what new lending that lenders, are, I suppose, are comfortable in supporting, after all, you know, new lending is going to be a key driver to growth in the wider economy. Um, and, and whilst the majority of small businesses say they can manage with their existing uh, credit agreements 38 percent were also delaying or putting on hold their growth plans perhaps because of fear they couldn't get the funding they actually needed to realize those plans or because the cost of borrowing was going to be too high so you know we've also seen that in the sentiment that both consumers and small businesses have expressed in terms of you know kind of expecting more from their lenders and and, and credit providers. And the challenging economics of recent times, I think, are driving a, a sort of a demand and expectation and actually reflected in our research is that the majority of small businesses think that the relationship with their lender should be fuller and less transactional. And that there's a, there is a, a sort of a duty of care or social responsibility bestowed on, on the lender. So the trust is there as a working relationship but there could be considerable opportunity to expand these relationships i think and the level of trust and support which lenders should be you know consider taking heed of could support competitive advantage
0: absolutely and you know that's that's something that people forget is that lenders do want the businesses to to thrive and survive and do well and expand because ultimately that'll be better for their bottom line won't it it's not you know they're not a Mm -hmm. charity they're investing they're investing and you know with that in mind you know the classic example is is dragon's den right on the tv uh in the us we've got shark tank and all these other kind of programs and Mm -hmm. while you're from those sorts of things you'll have the occasional big breakout story like a a reggae reggae source or something like that which has you know (laughs) been a huge huge success off the back of that sort of thing lending to small businesses does come with a high level of risk. Um, So from from your perspective and from, from what you guys look at, what are the data points that financial institutions should be focusing on when they're assessing credit risk for small businesses?
1: So if we first consider the makeup of the UK market, you know, there's over 5 million small businesses, the majority of them are small and micro, and many of them are young. And within that there's a hugely diverse mix of businesses. So across different sectors, obviously more traditional areas like manufacturing to so newer kind of um, sectors, you know, predominantly more service uh, retail based businesses. And some of these businesses will go on and do very well. Like the example you mentioned, some may struggle and fortunately, many will fail. So understanding the level of risk is critical. But more than just that, knowing enough about them to be able to differentiate the good from the bad levels of risk is kind of just as important. So, you know, traditionally lenders would focus on track record and financial statements. And of course, back in the day, your local bank manager knowledge, you know, to make that assessment. But with the vast majority of these businesses being young and small, they may not actually have much of a track record and they may not yet have even filed their first set of accounts with Companies House. And even if they have, you know, they may be nine to 12 months out of date. So essentially, if the lender is reliant on those data points alone, the many companies will flag up as unknown, you know, too much unknown, be regarded as, as anything other than too risky. So there's a danger, it's easier not to offer credit to any of these at all. And this is where newer data can be laid in from a good commercial credit bureau. So taking all the data they can to provide a fair assessment, including participating, you know, data sharing schemes such as the commercial credit data sharing or CCDS programme, which ultimately what that provides is a data on a business's current account turnover, or Cato, performance on existing borrowing, such as what is shared in experience own commercial keys programme. And many businesses have said that, you know, they would like to utilise credit as an option to build and maintain a strong credit profile. And this and payment performance data sharing enables lenders across the spectrum to see their propensity to pay, but whilst also enabling the businesses themselves to build that track record themselves. So these data sources also provide up to date information. So, you know, even the young and very small businesses that I mentioned didn't have much of a a track record. We would see data on them. And therefore, we can widen the breadth of data that's available and bring more businesses into the market within reach of a more accurate credit assessment. So so all of that's really important. And then increasingly, consent based data like open banking and management accounts will also and is also playing an important role in supplementing that data.
0: So, with all of that data, it feeds into into the credit score and credit reporting and everything involved in that. So, can you go into a bit of detail on what some of the benefits uh, that financial institutions can achieve by using credit reporting tools uh, to make those kinds of responsible lending decisions that we've discussed?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, having you know all the data we just mentioned for credit assessment is one thing. I think how you use it is another, and. The traditional approach, for example, was to undertake a credit check and use that to make a decision at the time a business would actually ask for credit and then, you know, leave them to it pretty much for the term of the loan and obviously start chasing them down if they didn't pay. But we all know that things can change, particularly, well, especially within these, you know, uncertain economic times. And, you know, we don't know what new things around the corner on on this kind of roller coaster ride that we're on. And therefore, you can't just get by by only knowing the data that you might know on the customer from the original application, uh, or what they may have told you at some point in the past. You need to understand all of this data on an ongoing basis to help you see, react and actually predict For example, how their cash flow is looking, you know, are there any upcoming uh, pinch points and the like on an ongoing basis and ultimately enabling the lender to much better understand them at any point in time. And you mentioned, you you mentioned risk scores, you have mentioned, you know, affordability and actually data points over time. Monitoring these things is really important. So the clear benefits are keeping an up to date and holistic view of all the customers monitoring changes in circumstances as they happen, predicting problems as and even before they arise, and then, you know, understanding potential fixes, and, you know, helping them to try and understand whether any bumps in the road. So understanding the customers and their unique challenges, and responding to them in good time, and tailoring it to their individual needs, these are all benefits that you can get from doing this stuff. And at the same time, streamlining your operation by focusing and resourcing the right areas rather than just taking a blanket or a line-by-line approach to all your customers in your portfolio
0: yeah it's very interesting and certainly i think there is a uh, certainly from a consumer perspective there can be quite a negative um attitude towards credit reporting credit scores but ultimately they do within this context at least within the small business context They do facilitate a lot of business being done, so it's something which is definitely uh, ultimately a force for good in that regard. Um, I want to look at another aspect of the Experian Affordability Report, uh, which notes that many businesses feel their credit provider could be doing more to help them manage their finances better. And uh, almost two thirds believe that credit card providers have a social responsibility to properly assess the volatility of business customers in the current unstable economic environment. And this is kind of building into all of those tools and everything. Um, so do you agree that credit providers can and should be doing more to support new, uh,
1: new and small businesses? I mean, I think most lenders have Realize that a better and a more engaging customer relationship leads to to better outcomes for both the customer and the lender. Um, you know, no, no lender wants to see a customer go out of business because, you know, they can't afford to repay them. Uh, it, it doesn't make business sense. And what I think we're seeing is the start of a shift away from the more transactional banking model to a more integrated relationship across the life cycle of the customer. So, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, we can see in the report that. You know, increasingly, lenders in the consumer space, for example, are starting to assess things like affordability on an ongoing basis to help um, understand their current circumstances better. But I think this is still, you know, to some extent, primarily driven by regulation. And with similar data available in the commercial space, which, you know, utilizes actually many of the new data sources I already mentioned, you know, a more proactive customer management approach could then enhance that customer experience and enable lenders to provide more support or at least understanding ahead of any trouble to those in need whilst also helping to retain the best customers and increase loyalty. So using data more proactively to more effectively segment and prioritize the portfolio on an ongoing basis to serve more customers in the right way, rather than you know reacting to events when it's often too late, which is bad for everyone concerned.
0: I think that um, that's certainly the main takeaway that our audience should come away with, is that commercial lending should be an ongoing relationship, not just, you know, we give you a loan and then we check back in in 12 months or, you know, however your repayments are going. And, you know, and then if you don't have the money to repay us, then we have a problem. You know, you want to have a more ongoing relationship being able to support small businesses. And certainly in these kind of trying times that we're in, I think that's the sort of thing that small businesses both small businesses who are reliant on that source of credit and the lenders who are providing that credit both will benefit from. So it's it's more kind of a changing of a mindset in a, in a certain sense. Um, before we wrap up, though, I just want to touch on, you know, we're recording now, beginning of August. I want to touch on the FCA's newly introduced consumer duty regulation. Um, can you go into a little bit of detail on that and how that's
1: influencing your approach to the market? Yeah, I think this has been the direction of travel in the market, or certainly the regs, um, for some time. Um, or, almost actually, I would say its inception was probably born out of the last financial crisis of the late noughties. Um, and since then, there's been a gradual shift in focus towards kind of conduct and suitability i think you know consumer duty is is an extension of that obviously it's predominantly a consumer thing at least for the time being but it does affect non-limited businesses such as sole traders and you know partnerships um and arguably it is an ethos that lenders should be applying to all businesses anyway Um, not just because it's the right thing to do but because it could and should provide competitive advantage to whoever does this best I think more broadly, we think the future of commercial credit is in offering more support, as I've already said, you know, this less transactional relationship between lender and customer and heightened lender responsibility and financial education are going to be part of this, like it or not, you know, experience in the direct consumer space, we're already seeing how our boost product, for example, is empowering consumers to take control of their finances by sharing additional data, which can improve their credit score And, you know, we're starting to move into this space in our commercial offerings with similar ambitions to help support and empower small businesses to do the same. And whether, you know, this is through helping end businesses improve their financial health directly, providing lenders with, you know, more accurate and inclusive view of their customers at every stage in the life cycle, as we've talked about, or an overall assessment of their portfolio's affordability on an ongoing basis to drive the right outcomes for both the lender and the customer. I think it's a subtle shift in emphasis towards a more joined up approach. Yes, there's a regulation and compliance box to tick. That bar's only going to increase over time, let's face it. But we do believe that there is opportunity for lenders and credit providers if they embrace this and a feeling that those who don't will get left behind.
0: Yeah, it seems as though, you know, you, you kind of fail to embrace this at your peril, in a certain sense. Yeah, um, The small businesses from from what your affordability report has shown, uh, in terms of what they want from a lender, um, seems to be very much aligned with, with everything that's going on with consumer duty regulation. Um, so it seems like it's generally uh, a force for good so we'll we'll see how things progress as the market properly reacts to to this new piece of regulation um, but from what we've discussed here this has been an ongoing shift for quite some time so it's more just having something that's solidly uh, in paper or on paper I should say um, well this has been a really really interesting conversation John but unfortunately uh, that brings us to the end of this discussion uh, for today. Um, so, if you want to uh, discover more about Experian's latest affordability report, you can head to their website at experience.co.uk. And so, many thanks to my guest for today, John Griffiths, Market Engagement Director, Credit and Risk, Business Information Experience. And for FS Tech, I'm Jonathan Easton, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the FS Tech Podcast.